0: love FPL and love betting but aren't necessarily as successful as you'd like to be at either, then this podcast is just for you. We'll be sharing practical tips for you and how you can use your football knowledge to take down those pesky bookmakers. Welcome to Get Your Tips Out. We're back after... Well, it was almost a double game week, double fixtures during the course of a week that we hadn't prior planned for. Richard had had a few lagers. To be fair, I had myself as well, so we didn't get to get the midweek podcast in. But it seems there's going to be wholesale changes for lots of people after uh, after a few fixtures, a few injuries, and uh, and some other stuff that's coming up. So a lot to go through on the podcast this week. We've also got a very very special guest. So welcome to episode seven of Get Your Tips Out, Richard. You're uh, it's, this is the latest you've ever recorded a podcast, and you're in uh, what do you call it your, your house coat?
1: Yeah, I've got my house coat, I've got my dressing gown on. David, hello, how are you? Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's half past ten on a Thursday night, so the dedication shown to the podcast for the uh, for the fans is just unrivalled. To be honest with you, uh, I believe you've been you've been trying to put your, your lad down for a couple of hours watching United get a lucky win just then. Um, and then followed by no doubt a a story to bed but yes here we are it's half past 10 it's Thursday night and we're joined by another another special guest this week David who we got on
0: before we get on to I mean I know you've got a dressing gown on I always you always sort of struck me as a kimono sort of man at home
1: (laughs) what's a kimono when it's at home
0: (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what we'll leave that one there then We'll move on to someone that, in, uh, in 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 part of his life at least, he's definitely not going to be able to get away with wearing a kimono, walking around in brogues in the big house. We've got Mottas with us. Mottas, how are you?
2: Good evening, yes, I'm uh, extremely well. A little bit nervous about the podcast, but yes, very happy. I was admiring uh, Richard's housecoat on the video, and I was very pleased that he called it a housecoat, because most of the other pikeys that I know just call them dressing gowns. Um, (laughs) The only other person I've ever known wore a kimono was Ken Barlow, I think, and that's showing some fierce soap opera knowledge.
0: I've never seen Richard drink half a lager, so he couldn't ever refer to him as Ken Barlow, I suppose. (laughs) Um, so it would be either Mottas, Andrew, Phil, depending on who, he's, uh, who his audience is. But um, what we normally do at the start of the podcast is most of the regular listeners know. We have a bit of a quiz to see what your football knowledge is like. And as, again, regular listen- listeners will know, there's a very, very low bar with the standard football knowledge that we've had on. So, Richard, do you want to uh, test Mottas and see, uh, see what his football knowledge is like?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mottas, I mean, at least, Mottas, you've actually openly held your hand up and said, I am absolutely shit at quizzes. So, you know, where you've got other people who think their football knowledge is just unrivaled and, you know, they still end up with like 0.5 or 1. So at least you've held your hand up there and I've tried to take it a bit easier on some of the questions. So uh, we'll see. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I've
2: actually, I have actually I have actually answered a couple of the previous quiz questions uh Correctly, but I don't think I would have beaten any of the player scores. But uh, just to get, just not to get a zero would be great. And uh, well, just if 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 there was any way I could beat Ben Calvert, that would be an absolute, an absolute (laughs) (laughs) goal.
1: Well, here we go then. So, uh, same format every week, mate. The first question is about international football. Joe Cole scored an absolute spectacular volley against which opponent in the group stage of the 2006 World Cup? You can remember I'm sorry. <laughs> in the group stage of the World Cup 2006, he took it on his chest and just lashed it oh. miles into the top corner. It's absolutely fucking.
2: Whatever I answer now is going to be a complete guess. I've just got to remember it's World Cup and not European. But um, well, this could well, be. Well,
1: what I will say that won't matter. <laughs> so it could be. So make make of that what you will.
2: Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the shit. I'm, I'll go
1: with Germany. Oh, not, not too far off. It was Sweden. Dave, Dave, can you remember that goal?
0: Uh, yeah, was it against Sweden?
1: <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Bit of a hard one. That personally, I think I would have got it myself. In 1997, this is about the nineties Premiership football uh, matters. In 1997, which striker was the first to score a hat trick of headers in the Premier League? Oh my god! I'm prepared to give a clue because everyone gets one clue. Do you need a clue yet? <sighs> uh... 97,
2: yeah, because I spent the majority of my late 90s getting twisted. That? that might come as some surprise to you, so not what you put more. But, uh, yeah, go on, give
1: me a small clue. Okay, it was Scottish. Ooh,
2: fucking
1: <sighs> You might have spent some time with him, actually, at one point. <laughs> Scottish yeah. Nutcase, 90s. Neil Lennon. <laughs> Duncan Ferguson. All oh, right. Moving on to question three. Mm-hmm. And it's always based around one question based around your own football team. In Manchester United's 2008 Champions League final victory over Chelsea on penalties, who was the only Red Devils player to miss a spot kick?
2: Oh fucking hell! (laughs) I I was absolutely battered in the vine watching that.
1: Um... I think it was they did. I think an Elkin missed the last one for Chelsea, didn't he? And it knocked him out. But I think United missed it early on. It was. um, It was fucking what's his name? John Terry, I think he fucked the last one up. That's it, yeah. So who missed United? You only missed one.
2: Hell.
1: It's
2: going to be someone wonk. Um, <laughs> John O'Shea.
1: Cristiano Ronaldo. Fuck off! <laughs> you fucking idiot. As he reaches for the Stella it's not going well and we move on to question four which team received a Premier League record transfer fee for their player in 2018 which team received a Premier League record transfer fee for their player in 2018 um went for a hell of a lot of money I think it was about 150 million Uh. Fuck!
2: This is the fucking embarrassing. Um,
1: Liverpool. Correct. You're off the mark. Oh yes! No fucking bugs getting. Jesus. Right, for an, for an additional 0.5 Who was that player? Two thousand
2: and eighteen. Oh, uh, fucking uh, Coutinho.
1: He's done it. He's off the mark. one yes. the so, I think you've actually gone ahead of Calgill and Shmee now. <laughs> Fantastic. That was it. Right.
2: Everyone will be spitting at that. That's probably, everyone else probably knew that one. But now, that's,
1: Mottis, for me, Mottis, that's, a, that's a score, that. Dare I say it, mate? If you get this right, I think you actually go top because I think Norn's only on two. So, you could actually go top of the league here. So, listen carefully. Question five, final question. Tim Krull... Kept only his. Oh, it's always based on the fantasy football from the previous week. So Tim Cruel kept his only his third clean sheet last week for Norwich. But which nationality is he? Oh fuck!
2: I'm gonna go with some fucking. He's he's got to be Scandinavian. So he's got. uh, Is he fucking Danish? Oh shit! I'm gonna go with.
1: Norwegian. Is Dutch you muppet? Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking I thought, German how, I, I thought, how can I get that question that answer? In oh, that's brilliant.
2: <laughs> that's the score, that.
1: Well done. Oh, brilliant. Well, you've done well, mate. One and a half. Dave, can you give context for the answer to that final question?
0: So, there was unbelievable scenes in the WhatsApp group for FPL... Uh, uh, what would it have been? It'd been last year when uh, Kevin De Bruyne scored a goal. And oh, he might have missed a chance no. or something. And and he uh, missed, he missed. He missed. Adam Bauer had him and his team. And he was like, You German, you know what? And he said, For fuck's
2: sake, German <laughs> cunt. And then Danny Bauer, the powerhouse of the family, the the, the absolute um knowledge of all the family he said, He's fucking Dutch you muppets <laughs> Beautiful seeing that when you
0: finished Belgium. Yeah, I mean, oh, sorry, I, Dave. Uh, I, I can't believe you didn't see that coming. Unfortunately, but
2: still, not a bad effort. You
0: got the, uh, you got one and a half.
1: <laughs> I'm just happy it wasn't a zero sum, so but I'll, I'll take that all day. Well, you said at the start you want to beat Carl Gil, and you're ahead of him. Well, there you go. I mean, that's it's happy perfect. days. So, Dave, we're moving on.
0: Great stuff. Do you want, however, uh, just a mop up of last week's scores in FPL last weekend?
1: Yep, so um, the, well, the the worst score um, for last week was uh, a chap who's been mentioned a couple of times. It's uh, Stefan Koldecki, uh with a, with a lowly 32 points. And uh, hats off to this chap who's uh, got 69 points with two weeks on the spin was uh, Michael Martin. Again, two weeks on the spin, soaring up the lead. Aka Kain, <laughs>
0: very, very well done, Mike. It's funny with Stefan, really, because... Those of you that know him, it's one extreme or the other. Either way, he never does his team. But he's either in a field in the middle of nowhere somewhere and can't get a signal because he's doing something really hearty, like a, a walk or something, or he's just not been asleep for about four days and he's just phone's probably dead, or he's not even thinking about football. So can't really win the lad, can he? And,
1: and when do you think he's happier, in the field nonsing or uh, on the sash. I
0: think we know where he's where his uh, where his heart lies. <laughs> I don't know if his girlfriend listens to the podcast, so I don't know if he'd tell the truth, but we all know the real answer. Um, how about, uh, well, let's have a quick look at the, um, the bets from last weekend. It seems so long ago now that we've just had a, a few days' worth of fixtures midweek. But just looking at the, um, the results from last week, Chad, you actually top scored on the, um, on the results of the games. You actually got seven of the games right uh, with, with one correct score. So you scored 10 points last week. Which is a great. How,
1: how how am I getting seven results back, right? And well, I'm not sinking any shabby trebles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose when you know the, I suppose you could look at it and say, well, some of the results are like Liverpool at home, City to win, Chelsea to win, Arsenal to win. But still seven out of ten is a really good effort. And you got the correct score, which I mean, you got the correct score in the Brighton Leeds game. Now 0-0. I've watched the Brighton Leeds game back seven times and I'm still phoning up trying to get a bet on that was definitely going to be a goal. It's unbelievable that's finished nil nil. <laughs> but oh, no, he did go for nil nil, so well done. So it takes the winning total because, um, for the lads, we went up, to, they, they got six out of ten. I only got four of them. So I'm at the winning total is I'm 25, you're up to 19, and the lads are up to 16. So it's getting closer at the top. Um, and then also just to recap the bets, the double that I put out, um, was the Palace and the uh, Villa game goals, which there was on a Saturday. But unfortunately, the Burnley Spurs game was off. So the one that I put up did win the Chaddy Treble, actually. Um, you know, when we talk about the Chaddy Treble and results for the Chaddy Treble, we always expect it to be an absolute bloodbath. But Rick, do you want to talk to us about what happened
1: this week on the Chaddy Treble? Do um, you know what, Dave? I would do, but I can't actually remember. <laughs> but there's been a lot of football since then. Yeah. Um, Let me
0: just recap it for you. So Brighton under 2.5, which he was 0-0. So, you know, nice and easy. You had Palace, both teams to score, which was in. And then this hole that you keep throwing in. Unbelievably, for those that know Rick, one of his uh, nicknames is Longman. A guy called Ryan Longman. Nodded one in to make it over 2.5 in the 53rd minute and put the sunk the chaddy treble. So long man's done you there.
1: By a, by a bloody goal. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll be we'll be back this week. Yeah. <laughs> like I am every week. And this and one, then, I always say, is the one. <laughs> yeah.
0: And those that those that went along with with Scott, who was our guest and could read between the lines of what he was trying to say about the rugby. It came in on these uh on his bet on the rugby if you'd have followed that. And he also gave a treble. He, had, he did have spurs in that treble, so that was off. But the double that was left, he had City under 2.5 and he had... Oh, City under 2.5 and Brighton under 2.5. Uh, we just got
1: the Brighton.
0: Yeah, so he got the Brighton, right. Um, so onwards and upwards um, for this week. We'll come to this week's tips. I know Mottis has got something special for us um, lined up on that front too. So let's have a look at this week's uh, fixtures then this weekend full book of fixtures uh, we've even got some Monday night football back that we've not had for a couple of weeks so I'm going to start off with Richard first game half past 12 on Saturday we've got West Ham at home to Chelsea what do you think here?
1: West Ham at home to Chelsea uh, yes David I think it'll be a tight game I think I know a lot of people have been bombing Antonio out of the team but I think they could be a bit premature there um, so I've gone for uh, Chelsea to win 2 1, but I think it'll be tight. And I think Antonio might get on the score sheet. Great stuff, Mottas.
2: Yeah, I because I sent you my predictions. That's it, it's always a tight London derby. Those teams don't like each other. Um, Chelsea have shown this week that they can, uh, that they can slip you know, they'd let a goal in. So I can't see them keeping a clean sheet. So I think, but I think they'll win. So definitely 2 1, Chelsea.
0: Very good. And the I, something that there. But I've gone 2 1 myself there, Chelsea away. So uh, we've all gone, we're all in it's agreement. House. Win. It's a full house. Yeah, we all agree. I think Chelsea win, but West Ham could nick a goal. So into three o'clock fixtures. First one, we've got Newcastle at home to Burnley. Mottas, what do you think here?
2: I've got... I just Burnley, in my opinion, have kind of dropped the ball a little bit. So Newcastle seems to be picking up some form, obviously, since the takeover, etc. Uh, Wilson, obviously, was a couple of, was a good shout. This week, some people, I just think they'll sneak it. I can't see them letting anything in. So I put 2-0
1: Newcastle.
0: Very good. Richard?
1: Yeah, I've, I've gone for a Newcastle win as well. I think this is the... Well, they've not won all season, obviously, and they've got to do it at some point. You would have thought, so... I think I think this is the I think this is the game they do it. Um I'm, I'm tempted to keep the armband with um my man Wilson, who got me some good points in last week. Uh yeah, I think I think they'll turn it on. I'm going for Newcastle three, Burnley one.
0: Very good. I'm in agreement. I think this will be Newcastle's first win of the season. I've gone Newcastle two, Burnley one. I could see him uh I could see him getting in front and then holding on towards the end, but you just see the celebrations at the end of the on that first win of the season. Um, okay, next we've got Southampton at home to Brighton. Chad, what do you think here?
1: Um, yes, I think it was. Just, was it, I think I said on the podcast last week. Brighton have been in a dismal run of form. I don't think they've won in maybe eight. Did they draw again last week? Just gone. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm no, we went now. through
0: it about three minutes ago.
1: Yeah, that's right, of course, yeah. Um, yes, as, as everyone knows, my memory isn't the best, David. <laughs> I left my keys in the fridge before. Um, so, <laughs> I've got I've gone for Southampton one, Brighton one. Uh again, Brighton still to continue their bad form. Um, but yeah, I think I think they'll share the share, share the share the spoils. One all.
0: Great stuff. Great stuff. I'm looking forward to hearing the story next week if I tried to start the car with a kind of stellar... So we'll look forward to our next week's podcast, Motters. What do you think in in the Southampton? Uh, just
2: Southampton have been seem to be have yeah Brighton have uh, have kind of shit it after a reasonable start, and I think this is almost a bit of a you know a South Coast derby. So I think uh I think Southampton edge it because they've got the slightly better team at the moment. So I put two one Southampton.
0: Very good, and I've got to get the tight as well. I think Brighton have been the. the, the I think, again, last week, was it the most amount of chances that were created without scoring a goal? 17, I think it was, uh, against Leeds. So are creating chances, just can't put the, back, the ball in the back of that. Although I did hear Danny Mills on Talk Sports saying if they just had a stri- if they had a striker, there'd be a top six team, which I thought was a little bit far-fetched. Um, anyway, I've gone 1-1 there. I think it'll be tight. Um, OK, on to Wolves against Liverpool. I've, I think I imagine where this is going to go. Uh, Richard, what do you think?
1: Well, I don't want to go into the Mo Salah uh, debacle again because it's just every week, and they he's it, it, just got go, yeah. Go on, Dave.
0: The question everybody he's obviously got on the lips is: Have you been wearing socks in bed this week?
1: No, Dave, because I am not that way inclined. I had some balls about me, and unlike the Bowers, actually changed my team up, took a risk, brought in a couple of you know fruity players who got me points. Gave the armband to Wilson, who got me 18 points, you know, and then all these other lads are just giving Salah the armband and the rest of the team has been pony and uh, Salah's just helped them get back up to where they should be. So, no, I didn't wear socks in bed, David, and I'm probably not going to wear them in bed next week either. So I'm just being stubborn and not giving Salah the armband at the moment just because it's just boring, in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: very good. Um,
0: although last weekend you actually did captain Salah.
1: No, that was the. Oh right, no, was it the weekend before? Yeah. Do uh, you know what this this midweek game week has really thrown me, David? Um, yeah, captain Salah. I wore the so- <laughs> I wore the socks in bed, Dave. And uh, what rewards did I get? An assist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What do you think this fixture, Wolves against Liverpool?
1: Well, just by that last-minute conversation, it'll be a shambol- <laughs> shambolic um, guess. <laughs> yeah, so I've gone 2-0 Liverpool, and probably Salah will score both, and I won't have given him the armband.
0: <laughs> OK, Matters, what do you think?
1: Well, I I, uh, I too
2: at the weekend uh, put a pair of socks on in bed and went to catch Salah. I got a wank assist and thought, I just can't keep doing it. Um, so this week I went kind of off piste and uh, really dropped the fucking ball that's why I'm second from bottom but um, I think on this game I can't even see Wolves getting anything uh, and I can see it maybe being another salad finger show but him teaming up with uh, Yotta now as well seems to be working really well so I put 3 nil Liverpool
0: very good uh, I have gone 2-0 Liverpool. I think at some point, I mean, they're looking so good at the moment. At some point, someone's going to obviously challenge them. But again, I think this will be relatively comfortable for them. I've gone 2-0. Um, OK, next we've got another team obviously flying top of the table. Uh, we've got Watford who are home to City. Rick, as a big City fan, how do you see this one going?
1: Yeah, we're on fire at the moment. I think we'll bat Uh I think they might nick one. I think we'll put three or four past them. But yeah, I'm going for Watford one, City three. We've got a few lads back, De Bruyne's back, Foden back, Grealish back. Start seeing a bit of rotation and we'll uh, head into Christmas feeling very festive, I think, the Blues.
0: Is there any tips you could give anybody in terms of FPL selection over the Christmas period? If you are going to have City players in, who would you have in?
1: I think it's took him a couple of weeks to realise that he needs to play Jesus through the middle because he tried uh, Mares there last week for about first 20 minutes and he was just getting battered off the ball. And I know Jesus likes playing right wing, but he's a number nine on his back for a reason and we need a number nine. So I think he'll stick with, with Jesus through the middle and he'll be rotating the likes of, you know, Grealish and Foden and, and Mares and Sterling. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't touch any any City forwards, to be honest with you, despite saying that with Foden on my bench currently. <laughs>
0: okay. And Motters, how
2: about you? Uh, well, again, City and Pep Roulette, I put um, Gundo in this week, and not, <laughs> he didn't even fucking make the squad. He didn't even make the trip, so I can't talk to you about fucking City and their players. But again, and it pains me to say, obviously being United on May I've got some incredible form at the moment. Some of the football they're playing, even with you know three first team players out, is uh, is pretty shocking. I can't see what Watford scoring. I put three three nil City.
0: Very good. I've got, I think, a similar to, you know, I think a good Nick one, similar to Chad. I've actually gone 3-1. Uh, and unbelievably, of the first five fixtures there, Chad, we don't actually talk about what results we're going to go for. We've got four out of those five the same, the actual the actual correct scores.
1: Jeez, well, all three of us, or just me and you?
0: Just me and you, yeah, four out of the five. So uh well, yeah, don't don't one.
1: put a bet on this weekend then, Dave, because you're gonna lose it. <laughs> you fall <laughs> out, yeah. maybe it's
0: the one. This is the one we'll have a bit of a, a four-timer. Um okay, yeah. very good. So into uh Sunday's fixtures then. Uh we've got a good uh bank of fixtures on Sunday. There's three two pm games, which it always baffles me putting them all at the same time. Uh but there's three two pm fixtures. So kicking off first, we've got Leeds against Brentford. Motters, how do you see this one going? See,
2: this is the only fixture I put out of those ten games that I've put as a draw because I think both those teams are in they so they're both inconsistent. So I just and I think they'll let a goal in each, but they're not they're not excited enough to um to score big. So I've put one all Leeds Brentford. I just that's so that's how I see that. I just think it'd be a bit of a stagnant game.
0: Yeah, I think I see I think I see what you mean. I think Leeds will see this as a game that they must win, really. It's a game that they've gone after to try and score some goals, but I think Brentford Brentford are a decent team. So, um, I've actually gone 2-2, I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be a relatively open game, Uh, but it'd be a game we'd be looking to get involved in on the goals, actually. Uh, Rick, how about you?
1: Yeah, I think you're right there. Leeds need need to get three points on the board. Um, Brentford, they looked... I just watched that uh, Spurs game then, they looked... uh, it looked all right, to be fair. They didn't look bad, but there wasn't any clean-cut chances. Um, I, think Leeds, I think Leeds need to win, and I think they'll do not to get over the line 2-1. And I think uh, Old Rathenia might do some damage.
0: Yeah, I think from looking at, looking at that game as well, I think it was more Spurs getting more organised and maybe Brentford not necessarily looking as good going forward. Yeah. But I think they'll, they'll expose Leeds a lot more than I think they could do against Spurs. So... Um, yeah, that's going to be We'll talk about that later when in the podcast, anyway. Um, okay, on to the Super Reds. Obviously, the only way is up now. 3 uh, 2 win this evening <clears throat> against Arsenal. So, United against Palace. How'd you see this one going, Rick?
1: Uh, I've gone for United free, Palace nil. I mean, it's just that, that was far con- far from convincing. The irony is, and I'm, I don't even mind telling people my team selection before, I actually put De Gea in net for me for the next few game, game weeks. <laughs> this was prior to him just jumping on the floor and the other team scoring while he was lying on the floor holding his ankle like an absolute bitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then they went and conceded two goals. So, yeah, the logic's out the window. But as ever, I always like taking a risk. So, uh, yeah, I think I think United will keep a clean sheet. I think they'll score three. So, I've gone for United three, Palace nil.
0: See so the way you know the way I see it. We've got a new manager in, and he's thought, you know, what, I'm not confident. Let's just give him a goal start. It's Like the heads just roll over. Look the other way. <laughs> I'm going to really show my class. So uh, now I've gone three-one. Palace are looking decent this season, well organised. I think they can nick a goal. United are terrible at the back at the moment. So um, I've gone three-one, but I think United will win. How about you, mutters?
2: Well, as a United fan, but I think uh, I think the the new manager. He's, he's, well, I've. I've I've read some decent uh, reviews and reports about him. He seems uh, I, I'm quite I'm quite excited about what he's actually going to do. Uh, old Roman Ranganathan or whatever his name is, but <laughs> I think,
1: yeah. does, does, doesn't he doesn't he um, present that program with uh, Freddie? Yeah, football?
2: I don't know. I just can't <laughs> I just can't get my head around his fucking name. It just sounds weird. But, R- Roman um,
1: Robin? Oh whatever. He's he's just there,
2: so Roman will do for me. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I think at home. I'm I, um, Palace. I don't think I've been great recently, so I'm again, again I I think United 2 Palace nil.
0: Okay, very good Maybe so
2: well, to see the clean sheet, but uh, it would yes, support yes. Rich's theory on the De Gea thing. But we've got we've got we have got some easier fixtures now, so but we'll see.
0: Okay, very good. I mean, it could be a time from FPL point of view, you'd look at it and think it might be the time to get a few United players in if you could going forward. It's a relatively stable squad, the players going forward. Fernandez, it could oh, be trying to get him back into the team.
2: No, I'd say not to choose players that deliver any points. I like them to just <laughs> not, not travel or just completely shit the bed. That's the kind it's of the players player. I'm looking for in my squad.
0: Yeah, I think like, I think he was the most creative player in the Premiership last season on the FPL stats. So, if he, I'm assuming he's going to play every game as well. And they do look like they've got a good run of fixtures. So, if there is a bit of an, a bounce from the new manager coming in, I think he could be somebody that would be worth getting in when you look at especially about some of the other players that you might have been in place of. I've got coming up fixtures-wise uh, in the coming weeks. Um, anyway, so moving on to Spurs. We've got Spurs at home to Norwich. Again, I think I see where this one might potentially go, Mottas. What do you think? Well,
2: it's I don't, I don't know. I, was, I mean, I've had Kane in for a few weeks and he's done absolutely nothing. But Norwich just seemed to be absolutely shite, even though Pucky has just reappeared. Uh, i put Spurs to Norwich nil. they they're up to six now, I think, Spurs. So they, it, they seem to be grabbing results and they've got a game in hand as well. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many Norwich fans listen to us, but I think they'd say that was a little bit unfair considering they've won two and drew two of the last four games. But yeah, a team, I think, would be uh, as Alcalde yeah. will put it. Uh, but yeah, Tottenham at home to Norwich, I see, uh, same as you, I've gone 2-0. I think Spurs, I think today you could see they were getting more and more well organised. I don't think they'll struggle to beat Norwich but at the same time, I don't think they're going to be scoring like five-six goals or anything like that. So, yeah, I've gone 2-0. How about you, Rick?
1: Um, well, I think all three of us on the podcast last week said uh it was a firm Norwich to go down, and despite the, the run of wins they've all clean well points that they've been scoring these last undefeated in three, I think it is. They did look poor in the last game. So I think they'll get pumped 4-0. Um, and I think. Harry Kane might come good for you, finally, Mottas. I think he'll get amongst the goals. Now, saying that, I I heard, I think it was McCoy, the commentator, or someone else, actually, um, on the uh, Amazon, which I thought was great, by the way, uh, the new uh, commentators, that um, Conte was talking a lot about resting Harry Kane. (laughs) So, I mean, it'd be just your luck, Mottas, that next week... He's rested, but yeah, I can see him maybe getting hooked after like 65 minutes came because he's I think that they've got like a ridiculous amount of games coming up in the, like the next 18 days. It's like four or five or something. So um I think he could either maybe get one and then get hooked off. So um yeah, I've I've gone for his own victory. 4-0. I want uh Song Kyung-yong to get me some goals.
0: Very good. <laughs> I actually this I actually brought in Son and on. Um before this week and I, I, literally up until the deadline I had Wilson as captain and then went in and changed it I thought Son and then obviously when Wilson scored and scored the bonus I was like Son is definitely going to blank and um, he's not got any bonus points which is a bit annoying um, for the captaincy but yeah I think Spurs have got a good run of fixtures coming up so it's good to get a couple of those plays in the team especially I mean, Kane I, you know, I was watching the game today, and he—he he was playing as a defensive midfielder or something. Like he's got, a, he's definitely got a completely different role to what he has done before. So um, I would not be having Kane anywhere near my team, just for me. Especially if he's thinking about rested him. I still think he's going to be the points machine that he has been in the past few years. Um, so to the final game. I don't know if that changes matters and opinion or you know what, but let's hope he's he captain and he gets rested this weekend.
2: Why well, don't know. listen? If I take him out, he'll score three. I just—I was trying <laughs> to think outside. When you're shovelling shit at the bottom of the the, the, uh, of the league like I am, you've got to try and think outside the box. You've got a couple of sock above you. You've got to try and think. What the hell am I going to do? <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm
1: I'm all for that. I, I, you I agree don't do
2: with that. But if, that's that's what me. That's what picked me to third place last year. When thinking out of the box. So we're just uh, you know it's it's you've got to try and do that if you try and make any movement, especially when every single software is captain in Salah. So
0: you've got you've got to what was it? What was it last weekend's fixtures. What I think I captain Tony didn't have any scores and got the bonus. And then this week Captain Son. just if you want to try and make that progress, you can't really be Captain in Salah. that's the problem. You need the week, <laughs> he's gonna have a week soon, isn't he, where he's gonna get one yeah. point, two we're points. We're not
2: getting yeah. divine inspiration like with the non-Smartin, who just seems to everything he puts turns to gold. And if, if someone doesn't make the cut, then he gets a, an auto sub for about nine points. He's just, you know, he literally Moses
0: Money comes to money.
1: <laughs> if 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 you're in the bot, if you're in the bottom half, you need to do something. If, and it gets to like November, December. You've got to do something out of the box. Otherwise, everyone's got look. All the top five have got all the same defenders now, so they'll just motor up and pull away. So you've got you've got to find points from other people Um and. For me, midweek, I brought in Pookie, bagged, brought in Madison, bagged, Wilson took the armband, bags. masterclass, that's all I can say.
0: Very good. Well, we look forward to hearing what your selections are going to be for your team this week. Um, we've got the <laughs> 4.30 game on Sunday. We've got Villa against Leicester. How do you see this one going, Rick?
1: Um, I think I think I think gerard has got on playing well. I think they did they were lucky against City. They had a chance not far towards the end. They've gone for a Villa win, 2-0. Uh, I think Ollie Watkinson is doing the business for him. I'd be looking to get him in the team, um, but I'm not going to. <laughs> OK,
0: well, we know what's going to happen this weekend then. Um, I've got one <laughs> one. I think it'll be relatively tight. As we mentioned last week, Leicester uh, they've still only kept one clean sheet in, I think, all season. I think they kept a clean sheet on the first game of the season. They've not kept... Um, another clean sheet so um, they could always be relied upon to concede and I think Villa are looking decent obviously since new managers come in so I've actually got 1-1 one, one. I think they could sneak a draw but I think uh, I'd be leaning towards Villa rather than Leicester I think um, how about you Matters?
2: Um, Well just because it's Stevie G I have to, uh, I'd have to go with a Leicester win um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like the pure mentality of a United fan even though he is doing a good job um, I, I think, you know, Leicester have been scoring goals as well. Then Madison scored a couple of goals this week as well. And so they've got, you know, they've got the ability to score goals. And I think, although I think it'll be tight, I think Leicester will nick it
0: 2-1. Very good. So actually we've all gone for different results there. There's a home win and a away win and a draw. Interesting. Um, OK, so final fixture of the week. We've got Monday Night Football. We've got Everton against Arsenal. Uh, uh, Richard how would you see this one go do you think how how long do you think Rafa Benitez has got left in a job
1: well i've just i just saw on a twitter about an hour ago that um he's got a what's the famous thing that they get when they get the benefit of the doubt from the board the backing from the board and yeah. then, like of in, and sacked. yeah the vote of confidence sorry yeah so he's, he's had the vote of confidence um now i've gone for one or. I think Arsenal probably should put them to the sword by, you know, form guide, but I don't know. I just, I fancy, I fancy one all that. I was was speaking to a a, a gunner friend of mine who's uh, waxing lyrical about Martinelli over the summer and how he can't believe he doesn't get more games under Arteta. Now, I think he played last week, got a goal and he started tonight and he looked, he looked pretty uh, lively to me. So if anyone was looking for an outside FPL scout, um, Get in, Martinelli, very
0: cheap. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe Saka didn't start. So he's done. Um, he must be showing something really good to be keeping him out of the team. I think he did when he first yeah. came in. When he was playing, he he was scoring points, wasn't he? he had that long term injury. I don't know if his ankle or his knee or something. He was out for ages. Um, yeah, but yeah that, that might not be right. a bad shout. And how much is he? Have you had a look to see how much he is on the on the FPL?
1: Uh, I did block before actually, and he was coming in, David, uh, putting me on the spot. Um, it should,
0: it under six, I five. think he was.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't is, know. He my is he a forward or a midfielder on FPL? He is, David. A um, obviously should know this considering I said it. Oh, uh, midfielder. Sorry, midfielder. Yeah, midfielder. Yeah, so, that. Yeah. Puff, there you go. Coming from Counting. episode seven, the Scouting <laughs> Network, Martinelli. I know he's known, obviously. It's not a true scouting network, but I think uh I think I think he'll do the bizzo in the next few weeks with the with the schedule coming up.
0: Very good. I've gone uh 2-0 Arsenal there. Uh, I couldn't touch Everton with a at the moment. Arsenal have been have been uh looking all right, obviously. And I just think Rafa's... Uh, I, I I got the impression when I was watching on over the week, uh, during the week when I saw Everton play, it was the, people was, was getting battered by Liverpool, was not it? But it was just like he wasn't really that bothered. He didn't seem like he was that stressed, that the team were really struggling or that he was under loads of pressure. I just sort of felt like he, he, I don't know, it, I just got a weird vibe from him that I thought he's probably going to get sacked and he's not really that bothered when he does. He's going to get a big payout and he thinks he might just want out of Everton now. So, um, yeah, I've gone 2 0, I think Arsenal beat them and I think he's, he's on borrowed time. Um, Mottis what, uh, Mottis, what do you think?
2: Amazingly. Um, and I've got no, I, I don't dislike Everton, even though they are from Liverpool. and they, you do, you know, you <laughs> get likened to them at all, but I fucking hate Rafa Benitez. So uh, I'm comfortably, I've gone the same as you, I've gone 2-0. But our, Everton are just, the, the similarities between United is they seem to spunk money on really big-ticket players and they just don't work out. So they're just, I uh, think they're, they're, they're kind of recruitment and, um, Transfer um, situation is the same with United, so, and they're just not they're just not playing well at all. Even though you know they are scoring goals now and again, I just I, I can't I can't with any good grace give Rafa a result. So I'm going two nil Arsenal.
0: Very good, yeah. So we're in agreement there. The two nil Arsenal. And um, I know we've spoken on the podcast before about the scouting network, and uh, we talk about the sheep when they're just following something. in. and I saw something that that made me laugh this week. But at the point when I'd seen it happening. The boat had the you know, the ship had sailed before I could make a comment on it and have a laugh about it. But um, when Fournals, um got the assist during the week against Brighton, wasn't it when it was one-one, and I think Mike Lee was like, "Oh, I had him in, and now I've taken him out." And I thought I'll have a look at that because I've never seen Fornells. is not a prolific player that people have got in, and yeah, he's got twelve points out the blue. So I think he's. I think he did. He score twice. Or he had a goal and an assist late on in a game that was really stretched against. Um, Against Liverpool. And then he's put him in his team for two games, two away games against Wolves and City. Bizarre. And then takes him out of his team for a game against Brighton. Now you deserve all you get, <laughs> that sort of that sort of banter, I'm afraid. So yeah, scored six points, got an assist. So uh, yeah. One for the one for the sheep there, one for the herd. Boom,
1: mightly boo. boo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, thanks a lot for the predictions. Obviously, in the predictor league, we'll see how we're going. Let's see if uh Mottas can help the lot. help the lads to close the gap even more. Um, moving on to this week's best bets then. Um I'm gonna to come to Mottas first. Mottas, have you got something that you put together? What's your what are your strongest fancies for this weekend?
2: Well, if you're talking football, you're you are you are talking to the wrong man. If you're talking any kind kind of uh, betting, I'm not really a betting person, but the only thing I know that's happening this weekend where I which is a sport that I bet on is boxing. So um Devin Haney, who is the new sort of like uh, superstar who, you know, age, reach, height, size, everything, number of fights, number of knockouts. He's level pegging with where Mayweather was at the same time in the career and he is supposed to be absolutely awesome. Now he's defending his lightweight title, so it's even three to one just for him to win. Uh, If if you're doing some kind of round betting towards the end of it, I think uh, a late knockout is looking very decent. I'll definitely be betting on that, so...
0: Very good. nice no. matters. He said he was three to one for what? I think just just to win
2: on, uh, on by 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 knockout or TKO. So the, the decision, he's like two to eight to win, but uh, overall. But if you go for a, a knockout or TKO rather than decision, so late rounds you're looking at three to one, or I think he was seven, whatever seven to two. What, what's this guy called? Devin Haney.
0: Yeah, just looking on. Um, on the fair Sports Book, yeah, he can have sixteen to five by KO, or disqualification. You think he can stop him?
2: I do. He's uh, he's had more knockouts with, with with the same number of fights uh, than Mayweather had, and this is based based on you know their, their early career. Mayweather used to take people out early, and this guy's he he just well, I did, got him signed up, but I think he's um he's stronger, just whether he's is, is sustainable. There's no weather, but he'll he'll definitely win. Uh, I just think it's uh, I think it'll be a late knockout. So the last the last three rounds would be a good bet, I think. And you know, if you go on a scorecast, if you go on like a ring predictor, you can uh, round predictor. There's some decent odds there.
0: Yeah, very good.
1: Have you been been predicting rings? Have you? (laughs) Yes, that was the wrong wrong terminology. (laughs) (laughs) got <laughs> myself mixed up
0: there yeah yeah just having a quick just having a quick look his last his last four fights he's his unbeaten obviously his last four fights have all been decision so his last his last KO was 2019 Not, yeah I mean we always like to hear these uh, alternative markets that we can get involved in so if you're someone that's either going to be out all night or getting up to watch the boxing in the middle of the night on well, it be Sunday, early hours Sunday morning is that right
2: yeah about three or four o'clock I think great stuff
0: Good, yeah. Is there anything else?
2: No, that's, that's 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 all I can think of. That's all I can contribute, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> no, it sounds very good. Um, okay, on to, um, obviously, the most popular feature on any television channel, any podcast anyway. It's been uh, proven with a, a poll this week somewhere. There's about four votes on it. Uh, the Chaddy Treble. <laughs> so, Rick, what have you got for us this week?
1: Richard! I'm sure. I'm sure Ian B will be speaking any second now. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing. Left. <laughs> um. So I've come so close the last two weeks, Dave. I've been a goal away the last two weeks, so it's it's gonna it's gonna happen for me. So I've gone for a bit of a higher odds as well this one because I got a bit of a. I raised my eyebrow off, off Needham when I said when it was only five and a half. So uh, yeah, the village, the treble this week is Villa to beat Leicester. Uh, I've got under two point five goals in the Southampton and Brighton game, and I've got Newcastle to beat Burnley. Ten pound pays ninety four pound thirty five with Bet 6.5. and I'll say it again: Villa to beat Leicester under two and a half in the Southampton Brighton game and Newcastle to beat Burnley. And that is the Chaddy Treble.
0: <laughs> you know what, I was just looking back through your predictions thinking, is there any them that contradict each other like it happened last week? What, no, you're actually, you're, <laughs> your predictions on the games and your, oh, your
1: predictions. I, I made sure I fucking double-checked that one this week. Don't you worry about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. Um, for me, I think, uh, I think the Leeds-Brentford game will be quite an open game. It's a game that Leeds will think they need to win but it'll definitely be a game that Brentford think they can win. I think there'll be goals there uh, over 2.5. He's 10 to 11 on the Betfair book at the moment, which I think is uh, more than big enough. Um, that'll be the main bet that I'll be having. The others, I mean, there'll be goals that I imagine the City game, but the odds will be uh, not worth getting involved. in. the only other one I would probably get involved in if I was looking at the goals market would be the Newcastle-Burnley game. Um, the other thing as well, just because earlier this week, uh, Watford were playing Chelsea and... Uh, Watford were lining up with a back five against Chelsea going, uh, against Chelsea, and I looked at it and looked at the corners handicap market because I thought Chelsea aren't going to be getting down the sides of, of Watford because that's how they're going to be setting up and they're getting four four corners start on the handicap and in fact I don't even know how many corners Chelsea had but I looked for about 10 minutes left they hadn't had a single one and Watford had had two or three so that that's just the, it's a market I'm always interested in but you, you need to be able to see the teams that are going to be lining up to be able to see whether you've got any kind of Get any value, but when you're getting four or five corners start, you probably only need two corners for the the team that you're backing, and you um, you're going to draw. So that's a market I will be looking at. But unfortunately, where we are right now, I'm not sure what the teams are going to be. So I can't give you anything other than that. Um, is there anything else on the
1: football that either of you want to cover? No. no. Oh, oh. oh, sorry,
0: Richards.
2: Yeah, sorry, I'm
1: sorry, Andrew. Carry on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, honestly, the last. The last five minutes listening to you there, Dave. You might as well be speaking. I like to consider myself an intelligent man. You might as well be speaking another language because I have no idea what you're looking at. And you keep popping up with these £30 stakes, £650 win. And I'm like, what the fuck goes through this guy's head? I just can't. <laughs> even when I see what you bet on, I don't even understand because they're all abbreviated with things. And I thought, it just makes me look stupid. That's why I've just gone with a safe boxing bet this week because I, I thought I can't embarrass myself with that.
0: Maybe that explains maybe that explains why in the FPLD last year you were like quick bump 18 times. Not yeah. yeah. anyway, <laughs> eight, eight,
2: eight, eight. <laughs> the cookies later. Quick key, Dave.
1: <laughs> uh, I think for the benefit of uh, the people on people who can't see the Zoom, uh, when, when Dave was talking for five minutes then, you actually had uh, a nail file out, Andrew, doing your nails. So that just shows how uh, not how blown away you were with it that you just <laughs>
0: well I wonder what, uh, well we're going to the horse racing now then so let's see what it comes out with when we go through what we've got coming up on the horse racing this weekend oh
1: Christ if you if lost on your football this is a fucking minefield so there's,
0: some, <laughs> there's some brilliant racing this weekend anyone that's interested in the national racing coming up Cheltenham for March there's lots and lots of the, the big Cheltenham ammunition that's going to be running this weekend you've got the Tingle Creek and the, uh, the Henry VIII chase at Sandown you've also got some really good racing in Ireland Um, I'm not going to put anything out in any of those races. I think they're really really competitive, and I'll be more than watching to sort of take a view for Cheltenham. But there's a few horses that we have been waiting to run now, depending on when you listen to this. There's a horse called Mayelf, M-A-Y-E-L-F, which is one for your trackers to be keeping an eye on. It's running, it's ended up in the quarter to five race. It's been withdrawn a couple of times, but we're in quarter to five on Friday. It's 25 to one at the moment, and it's just one of those horses that looking at it, The owners, the trainers have been running it in races that won't suit it. It's got its ideal conditions tomorrow. And I think it's definitely well in off its handicap mark. Your guess is as good as mine, probably whether they're going to try with it. I don't see why they wouldn't. But it's 25 to 1. You don't need much on at those odds. That's running um, at Wolverhampton. Um, Also tomorrow night, 7.30, Dundalk, a horse called Aqua Aqua Digaya, I think it's called. Um, 7.30, it's 12 to 1. It's running off a handicap marker sixty five. It's come down from marker seventy two that it ran off. at Galway a couple of months ago. It's really eye catching. I think it's really well in. I think the fact that the owner and the trainer are really high profile at keeping it in running, uh, keeping it in training to run in December, I think is a sort of a tip in itself. It's not been in the all-weather yet before, um, but I'll be backing that at twelve to one. And then there's just one on Sunday from the tracker, a horse called the Player Queen. Not sure what price it'll be. It's one to keep an eye out for the rest of the season. But looking at the race, it's in. I think it'll win. What do you think about that, Mottas? Yes,
2: I've just, just blacked out for the last two minutes. I've got absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But, uh, I'll, uh, I, I believe you know what you're talking about, mate. Um, just the
0: just the other one, with the anti-post, we've been putting some anti-post off to the Cheltenham. There was a horse running this week called John Bon. Um, anybody that's into racing will probably have heard it or seen it race. Looks like an absolute flying machine. As it's running, I was actually watching the race with my dad and we're like, what is this? I was on straight on the market, trying to get a bet on for the Supreme. Obviously, it was eight to one. You couldn't get on. It's now three to one, five to two, favorite. looks like a flying machine. The value's gone, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go that, with that next before Cheltenham. But a really exciting horse. It's a, a full brother to Duvan, which some of you will know was an absolute flying machine as well a few years ago. Great. I mean, I've, I've not actually either. heard
1: of that. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Um, <laughs> uh, did, you, did you give me a tip of French Dynamite list last week?
0: Yeah, it was only last week, Richard. I said it. I just put it up on the podcast and said it was really impressive. I'm not sure where they're going to go with it towards Cheltenham, but it's a big price for the races that it's ended up in at the
1: moment. Right. That's why I put my uh, 90p on each way. And uh, I've just seen it's not running to the 17th of March, is it?
0: Yeah, because you've backed it in so a race at Cheltenham that is in March. <laughs> yeah. So, so did, it win at the, did it win in the week? The dangers of alcohol. It didn't run in the week. It's when you get, It'll be winning at Cheltenham. It'll run probably a couple of times uh, before then as well.
1: Oh, right. So, so this Marsh is novice, Chase. That's a tip you gave me for March.
0: So at the moment, it's ended up in the marsh. yeah. It might run in the festival no. novices. We're not sure yet. The next few months... It'll no. open apparent in the next few months, but the thing is... If it gets to Cheltenham, how I think it will get to Cheltenham, probably a one one race in between, whatever race it, it runs in, it'll probably be 8, 10, 12 to 1. So if you're on it 25 to 1, you've got the value.
1: Marsh's novice nonsense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, put it this
2: way, Dave, I, I believe you know what you're talking about. So if we, if we somehow manage to get an FPL... 2022 races day launched uh uh, i will be basically your shadow for the day because i need to watch and learn and see what the hell's going on because i just at the moment i think i think i'm more of a visual learner shall we say i just need to see it happening you talk you start talking like this back to me and i have no idea what you're talking about
1: (laughs) i I try to stick within a 20 to 25 pound weekend budget motto i might not win much but you can't go wrong and it's it will be beans on toast but hopefully yeah and you can't you can't get divorced for 25 30 quid. I'm with you
0: yeah <laughs> hey, but hey but everyone lads when the fun stops stop bet more <laughs> <laughs> pile it on get the wheelbarrow out yeah. <laughs> um, okay well obviously we've, we've recorded this late so I appreciate your time um, this evening we'll try and get this out as quickly as we can um, on Friday is there anything else you wanted to cover Rick before we finish
1: as always, Dave, you always forget the beat the dog. Oh, beat the dog! So, yeah, as always, matters. We finish with a beat the dog, where you've got, I guess, the closest minute to um, the weekend's result, which I'm going to give um, fixture, should I say? How did it go last week, Dave, with Scott? I know Scott. It was the what game was it?
0: It was the city. It was a city game because he fancied under the goals.
1: What minute did he pick? Was it thirty six? If that brings a bell? No, he went twenty six, and it
0: was I went under. It was thirty
1: three. So he's oh, won. Scott has emptied so the won. pot, right? Scott, we owe you twenty pound. Probably won't send it, yeah. Right, beat the dog this week. <laughs> right,
0: give me um, some Man very United clear instructions. instructions.
1: <laughs> yeah, Man United versus Palace. When do you think the first goal will be? God, what minute? <laughs> You know
2: what? I, I reckon um, I'm going to go 10 minutes early doors.
0: Davis, <laughs> probably. I, I could imagine there being an early goal. I wouldn't be wanting to trade the goals here. But I'm going to go 11. I think it might be just after.
1: Perfect. <laughs> so, right. Nice. So that, that, that wraps sort up of Beat the Dog for this week. Mottas has gone for 10 and uh, the podcast boys have gone uh, for anything over.
0: We should put a disclaimer on that, really, shouldn't we? With some some nonsense going. <laughs> no dogs were harmed in the making of this feature. <laughs>
2: Especially if you talk like that, Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks for your time, gents. Good luck with your FPL and your betting this week. And uh, Rick, I'll catch you on the podcast next week. And Otters, I'll see you soon. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers,
1: Cheers boys. Guys. Top hey, lads. Gents.